This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace. Welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. I'm here with Samantha. How are you, Samantha? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Um, I really got a lot out of your book. So this is awesome opportunity and happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. So that's awesome. So why don't you take us sort of back to the beginning uh, in your journey with alcohol, where did it all sort of start for you? Absolutely. So the first time that I tried alcohol, I was about 15, I believe. Um, I even remember the first time that I got drunk. I think I had like four shots of Captain Morgan and I was throwing up for like 12 hours straight after that terrible experience. (laughs) I don't know why I kept going back, but, um, that was kind of where my journey with alcohol started was at the age of 15. And, um, For the most part, it was kind of just on the weekends with friends. And then as I got older, it started to be going out to parties. Maybe it was more so like Friday and Saturday nights rather than just, you know, Friday nights. And then um, eventually when I went to college, it just got a lot worse. Um, I think one of the reasons is because in college, it's kind of the societal norm, if you will, or the message that everybody just likes to go to parties and drinking is always accessible. Um, So I started to go out at least like four times a week, I I believe. And um, that's when my binge drinking really started to kind of take off. And I was drinking about, um, yeah, four, four days a week. I was blacking out probably like three out of the four days of drinking. And um, that was kind of when my alcohol use peaked. And um, that was more so the first year, my freshman year of college, and it kind of declined a little bit, but I knew from my college experience that it was definitely something that I wanted to get under control. And um, since then, I continued to drink, um, but it gradually declined and I kind of was happy because after college, I started to not drink as much. I wasn't binge drinking, but I would drink, you know, throughout the week on weeknights at my home. And for somehow I thought that was better. Um, but I never really got my alcohol use under control. So that was kind of how it started and escalated. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, what was going on sort of in your head during this time? So I think that for a lot of it, it was, the first message I got from alcohol was that it's easy to consume as a way to socialize with others. I felt my inhibitions kind of loosen. I was able to open up more with other people. Um, I studied abroad in Spain for two months in 2018. And I remember I was kind of drinking a lot then because I was 
um, uncomfortable with my Spanish, which I shouldn't have been because I've been studying it since I was in first grade. But, you know, it was a way for me to kind of like open up and feel more confident in myself. Um, and I think like looking back on it now, I was using it as a way to cope with my emotions. But at the time, I didn't really realize that was why I was indulging in it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Um, so then what happened? So um, eventually I got, I graduated college and then I went home and I lived at home for a year, kind of like in the in-between stage. And um, I decided to start my master's degree. So I moved to Washington DC with my boyfriend and we've been living here for about two years now. And um, like I said, my binge drinking kind of declined, but I was drinking wine most nights. Um, I still was going and drinking when I, you know, wanted to do any activity. I used it as a way to socialize with my coworkers and just kind of meet new people. Like I said, it kind of made me feel more confident, more social, um, lowered my inhibitions. So um, I continued to drink. And then one night after work, I went out with a few coworkers. Um, that was kind of the way that we all just bonded was getting drinks after work at a, a local bar nearby. And I ended up blacking out and I kissed somebody other than my boyfriend, which was a very low point for me, probably the lowest point for me ever. And um, I actually didn't remember it when I woke up the next morning. I, I completely blacked out. I had no, recollec no recollection of it. It wasn't until about a couple months later that somebody that I work with actually told me what had happened. And I was just kind of appalled and felt really, really guilty and just like so ashamed. I've always prided myself in being someone who's loyal, who sticks true to their word, who um, is always there for their uh, my loved ones, is trustworthy. So that kind of was like an aha moment, like alcohol is turning me into somebody that I'm not. It's, it's making me somebody that I don't want to be, that deep down I know who I absolutely am not. Um, yeah. So to me, that was, that was when I decided no more. And how, how was that like a moment decision or how did that go for you? So I found out um, the 4th of July, the day before the 4th of July is when I found out when my coworker told me. And then the next day I was drinking that night, the 3rd of July, of course, with my coworkers. Um, but I was just feeling so guilty that night. And the next day I had spent with my boyfriend watching the fireworks in DC. Um, but, and it was the most beautiful display of fireworks that I'd ever seen in my life. And all I could think about when I was watching the fireworks was, wow, I really screwed up and I am sitting next to this amazing man and I totally just cheated on him and I felt terrible. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, um, you know, find enjoyment in watching the 4th of July. So the next day, so the 5th of July is when I decided that I wasn't going to drink anymore. So it was like a period of like two days where I kind of like sat in my mind and let my emotions kind of come out and felt the guilt. And that's kind of when I decided to make that decision. That's awesome. And what happened with your boyfriend? So I didn't end up telling him right away um, just because it was something that I was kind of battling with inside. And I was kind of in denial at first because it wasn't something that I remembered. It was some something that somebody had told me. And so I was kind of in denial thinking like, okay, that's not my truth but I still kind of deep down knew that what I did was wrong and that it was the truth. So 
Um, it, it took me a couple of months, but I immersed myself in sober literature. Um, and I kind of came to realize that a lot of people, even if they don't go to AA or if they aren't in any kind of program, um, making amends is actually like a huge step, even if you're not doing the 12 steps in like AA. Um, I find that a lot of people who do tend to get sober want to make right out of their wrongdoing under the influence of alcohol. And yeah. I just had one, one morning in the shower, I was in the shower and I was just kind of like feeling confident in my sobriety. And I, I just like, I don't even know where the thought came from, but I was like, what if I owned up to what I did today? What if I just got out of the shower, told him I wanted to talk to him, that I had something I needed to tell him. And what if I just didn't look back? And I knew that I had to deal with the consequences, whatever those consequences would be. Um, but I, I don't know what, what it was. I think I just kind of was ready at that stage and I told him and he handled it really well. Um, he also told me things that he had done under the influence that kind of hurt me as well. So we were kind of like on a level playing field where we could understand each other and kind of push through it. And it's ultimately it was the best case scenario and it actually worked out really well. So I'm super glad that I did tell him. That's awesome. That's really great. Really cool. So how has it been sort of socially not drinking? I think one of the reasons that it was a little bit easier for me was because I did move away from the life that I had with, you know, all my friends that all of our activities were revolving around drinking. And here, I mean, I do have friends here, but they're, they're newer, they're, they're more fresh. So the activities or the, the person that they saw me as wasn't as ingrained. And so I think it was a lot easier for me to quit and kind of start over because I had only been here for about a year. Um, I could kind of decide it wasn't as hard to like cut ties with people who were just like drinking friends. Um, but I, it, it's interesting because I actually work as a bartender. <laughs> so, um, that was a little challenging at first because, you know, at my job, people would be like, oh, try this. And I'd be like, you know, I don't drink anymore. You know, I can't try that anymore. But um, eventually people around me um, started to catch on that I didn't drink. And I do have like two really close friends and they're very, very supportive of my decision. And even people back home are very supportive of my decision. And so it's made it a lot easier. Um, and people are really, you know, aware of trying to plan things and make me feel okay with, you know, alcohol or planning activities where we aren't drinking and just, you know, things like that. So it, it's been, in the beginning, it was really difficult because um, I felt like I had to start over and like make all new friends. But then I kind of came to realize like the support that I do have is, is already there. And if the people that, the people that are meant to be in your life are going to stay and support you no matter what. And it's okay if you have to cut some ties because ultimately, you know, it wasn't really benefiting you in the first place. So that's really cool. It's really cool. Um, and how has you, does your boyfriend still drink or how's that relationship been with alcohol? Yeah. So he actually quit with me, which I think oh. made it like a hundred times easier. Um, so we've been kind of going through the the process together which has also brought us really a lot closer which i'm so grateful for 
And what are you seeing with people your age? I mean, you're so young and I, I wonder like, is it pretty atypical for someone your age to not be drinking or is it catching on a bit or how's it going? I think that it's atypical um, not to drink. And I think that is kind of like the hard part about it is because mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like the outcast by not drinking sometimes. Um, but there's a little bit of a rebellion side to me. And I think like that rebellion side shines through as like, oh, I'm doing something that nobody else is doing, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but I, I do think that there might be like a trend because um, I have heard some people my age kind of talk about how they're interested in kind of cutting back or just kind of um, limiting how much they drink. So I think that's really cool too. I think it's kind of becoming like this new idea. It seems like people are starting to really understand the effects of alcohol and what it can do and how it can harm your, your life essentially. That's awesome. Has, have people talked to you about it since they've seen you not drinking, like people been curious or how's that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I started a blog about it. Um, and some of my friends have reached out to me and they're like, oh, this is so cool. It's opening that conversation for people, even if they don't want to quit, you know, it's something to talk about. And, um, that's really cool. My best friend actually back home just decided to quit drinking. I'm not going to say that I was the reason she quit drinking, but, um, I do think that the decisions that we make have a huge impact on the people around us. And, um, I even notice like sometimes my mom kind of suggests like cutting back her drinking, which has been really cool for me. Um, just to kind of see how like the steps you take also kind of impact the people around you as well. That's so awesome. Um, do you want to share your blog title or anything or? Yeah. So it's the teetotal twenties.com. Um, yeah, I actually never heard of the term teetotal 20 or teetotal until I was reading a lot of like, you know, UK, UK sober literature. So yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. I know it's a totally different, different world, but that's so fun. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, um, what else do you want to sort of share about your journey or whatever other things have you, if they came up? Yeah, I think um, some of the biggest takeaways I've gotten out of sobriety are that I feel like I'm finally healing. And it's crazy because I didn't realize that I had so much to heal from, which sounds crazy, but I think that when I was numbing myself with alcohol for so long, you kind of take away from the experience of life itself and you kind of like push aside or push down things that you haven't dealt with in your past. And for me, a lot of that has been dealing with um, childhood trauma and kind of overcoming some of the things the like defense mechanisms and coping coping mechanisms that I have established in my life as a way to kind of protect myself so um that's really the biggest takeaway for me is I'm kind of like on a path towards healing and self-growth I started therapy I've kind of learned how to cope with my emotions which has been huge um and ultimately I just think that every day gets better and I mean in the beginning it was kind of about you know not drinking you know counting down the days, like, all right, I'm on day five. Like, this is awesome. I hadn't had a drink, but now it's just so much more than that. And I feel like my emotions can finally um, be felt to the full extent and I don't have to kind of push them away or hide away. Um, and I can just kind of 
developing of the person that I am. And a lot of that is through self-compassion and self-awareness as well. And I think that's a huge thing that I've been learning, but every day is a new day and I'm always learning something new about myself. And I think that's, that's the coolest part. That's so awesome. And it's, it's so interesting because that was very similar for me is like all of those, you know, you're vaguely aware of who you are and like, you know, wanting to know yourself or sort of thinking about like, it's very vague and kind of not tangible. And then when I stopped drinking, it became really tangible because it was like, wow, like, I think that in any growth journey, our emotions are the guides. Like they're where we're shown where our snags are and our triggers are and our upset is and where, you know, the beliefs that aren't congruent with the life we're living are like all of those things come through an emotional experience of discomfort. And so when we're numbing that, there's no invitation into that journey at all. And once we stop numbing with alcohol, uh, that, that invitation like becomes really not only visible to us, but really exciting and almost, I mean, for me, it's probably the most fulfilling part of anything I do. Although arguably it's been the most difficult too, is coming to terms with why I'm wired, like I'm wired, why the operating system working in my brain is makes different meanings and, you know, the system working in my husband's brain based on our different upbringings. And, but it's also like the place of like the most fascination. And I don't think any of those questions would have started to even surface for me if I was still just numbing my emotions. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. I think ultimately, like when I quit drinking, um, all these things started kind of bubble up and it was through that those emotions that I had just kind of been pushing away I think you kind of nailed it head on and um, ultimately like it is it is a journey about kind of learning about who you are and accepting that and realizing um, how you've gotten to the point you are today and it's really empowering it's it's amazing I love that so much it's so great so let me ask you Samantha the question that I asked sort of at the end of um, these calls, which is if you were going to go back in time and, you know, talk to yourself who was really realizing that she had done something she didn't intend to do and like having that regret and thinking about changing, like, what would you tell her about how life is like now? I think I would just tell myself it's going to be okay. Um, you're going to figure it out. And there's there's better, better things ahead. There's better things coming and just trust yourself because ultimately, you know, I did, I did make a lot of mistakes in my past, um, but I can't go back and I, I can't change the past, but I can live in the present. And I choose to live a life where I'm not numbing myself. Um, but I, I had to go through those difficult times in order to realize that there was something better that I could my life could change and that I didn't need alcohol in order to socialize, in order to relax, in order to be confident, to be funny, you know? Um, yeah, I think I would just tell myself to keep, keep holding on and you got this and you'll figure it out. And I believe in you. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Well, thank you so much. This has been really fun and really good to get to know you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Hi, super exciting news. So the Alcohol Experiment book is being released, actually got released just a few days ago with the expanded edition. What does expanded edition mean? It means that every single day throughout the book, there are 
deep reflective journal entries that have been added with space to write, which is so cool and so exciting. So you really make it your own. And the reason I did this is because I truly believe that the deepest wisdom you will access throughout the 30 days of the alcohol experiment comes from within you. You know more about what's best for you than anybody else in the entire world. And I know sometimes that can be hard to believe, but when you really access your own wisdom, it is so profound. So you can pick up your own copy at alcoholexperimentbook.com and check it out. It's really powerful. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.